This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Happy Monday, Brigaders. What is up? It is the Bostonian versus the book as we roll into a Monday. Why am I hearing that? There we go. That was in my head. Oh, that's going. I'm not sure that was over the air or not, but that was in my head. I was hearing the song in my head rerun. It's a Monday. And Dave, well, welcome to Announcement Mondays. Announcement Mondays. We're going to be doing announcements. Oh, Mondays. This Monday, next Monday, Monday after that. We got announcements on announcements on announcements. Every Monday, we will come out of the gates with an announcement. We'll have one in just one second here okay. at the top. But how are you on this Monday? Oh man, I'm great. Um, I like the yellow, by the way. Yellow pops. Yeah, that's it. That's it, Bay. I need that gold-blooded T-shirt. Yeah, that's a sweet T-shirt. Yeah. The Warriors. That, that, that's a really cool slogan. Yeah, it is. Um, good weekend. Uh, got to get to meet up with uh, PSU Auto. By the way, listener to the show. He's so is town. is he? Yeah, he's in town. Okay, so he doesn't live here, right? He does not live here. He lives in Pittsburgh. Um, but it was fun to meet him. He's been in the chat. You guys What's his background? Because he's like he's a numbers nut. If you guys don't know, at PSU oh. Auto on Twitter is a guy who has, uh, I think a lot of people in the sports betting world come to know because of his analytical breakdowns. He has a spreadsheet going for first period, second period, third period, overs and unders for goals in the first 10 minutes. I mean, if you bet hockey, that guy, invaluable information he provides. Yeah. And uh it was just a random thing. Uh, I had gone down there to actually meet someone else and I left and then he sent me a text and said, you know, are you around still? So I went back and we got to watch the third period together. Uh, was fun watching. It's so funny though, because the hockey game was on in one TV in the corner of the book. <laughs> it just wow. wasn't even on sound. So um, it was, everybody was getting ready for the basketball and, you know, it's a full day of baseball, so there's everything. So South Point me. had the sound on for baseball, not hockey. The, the South Point, yeah, they wow. had. They were they were flipping around the sound for the baseball. Didn't huh. have didn't have it on hockey. There were three Ranger fans there. <laughs> the three in the city. Uh, there might be more than three. Might be four. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it's not that many. <laughs> No, there's not many. I mean, there's a lot of New York transplants here. So I guess yeah. you could say that there's people who are here who are from New York who are very much into this situation. But before we get to the Warriors and the Celtics and the Rangers and what's going on in the Western Conference Finals coming up here for tonight, this has been something that the brigade has asked me and you because there has not been a place to hang out before and after the show. Now, we know that the YouTube live chat is extremely active, and we appreciate it more than you guys know about how many people go to YouTube, 
every day to watch the show. You can go and search props on YouTube or Bostonian versus the book on YouTube and our live videos will pop up. And you guys are awesome. You're in there, you're chatting to each other, but you've said, look, from one to three, I know where I'm going to be, but where am I going to be for the other 23, 20, you know, two hours of a day? How can I 22, whatever, you know, if you watch a show for an hour, so, you know, watch the whole show, whatever. What, where can I go? Where can I go to my fellow, my fellow brigaders? So we are partnering with our sister site, betprep.com. Betprep has a Discord channel, and we have launched a subsection of their Discord channel for the brigade. If you are unfamiliar with Discord, Discord essentially is like a micro version of Twitter. It's a little bit faster. It's like a live chat room, very similar to YouTube chat, but you can download the Discord app. It's totally free. You can do it on your desktop, totally free. They do make you download some software onto your desktop if you want it. But if you go to betprep.com slash chat, that is your invitation to come on in, to be part of the brigade, to chat with me, with Dave, Farah, all props people are going to be in there. We watched game two together last night. That was our first little experiment. It was awesome. Absolutely <laughs> loved it. It's BVB to the weekend. It's BVB after dark. It's BVB oh, props. Boy. And we were putting in plays and live wagering and just oh, it's boy. awesome. I love Discord. I know you don't have a huge history in it, Dave, but I, I'm going to drag you onto this because I think you're going to get a kick out of it when you're seeing Stevie Mac and you're seeing SoCal DJ and you're seeing all the brigaders firing things going back and forth in the BVB Discord. So betprep.com slash chat free. Come on in. Be a part of the community when the show is not live. What were they saying in the third quarter? Um. Well, I told everyone to bet the Warriors in the third quarter, so they were all happy. So, <laughs> That's good. Okay. I, I said, lay the minus one and a half. Go ahead. I said, Warriors Man. minus one and a half is a bet. You should make it right now. Go ahead and do it. And I did it. And they, and they all did it, too. So we all cashed, and we were all happy. Oh, that's good. Okay. All right. Just want to make sure, because that third quarter still um, has me going, wow. That was, a, that was a wow. Why? What was the fourth quarter in game one? That was a while too. <laughs> so it's just the fourth quarter. You, the third quarter you know though. better. Don't get caught up in these individual games in one quarter this and one quarter that. It's a long series. This is not going to be a five-game, four-game series. We all knew this. It's six or seven games. Warriors did what they're supposed to do. They got there and won that game last night. Yes, they did. So, I mean, we'll get to it in a second. But I I, I think it's, it's going to be fun because we're going to have – giveaways and, and different fun things that we can do because look, Twitter is awesome, but Twitter is very macro. Now it used to be micro, but now it's more macro. So this is us just being able to talk directly to you guys. So right. one of the cool tricks on the discord is I call it at everyone. That's what it is. You can at everyone when you're a moderator, I'm a moderator, Dave, you'll be a moderator. You can alert the entire discord fan base as to what's going on. So if we come across something that's, you know, on a Tuesday afternoon at 3.30, if we stumble into something, we can go and tell everyone, not just putting it on Twitter, but you'll actually get a physical alert on your phone if you authorize notifications. It'll tell you, hey, notification from Sports Talk, Matt, here's what happened. And we can tell you about picks and plays and bets or what we're doing or events or whatever. So it's just a way of sort of, cauterizing ourselves to you guys in, in a way that's outside of the show. 
So cauterizing, that's a big word. Yeah. So, so getting us together. So that's, I love it. I think it's so fun and I, I can't wait to see how we get new people involved in people who maybe haven't done this before, but I can, I can tell you if you haven't watched a game before, if you're by yourself or with one of your buddies, if you have a big group, you probably don't want to do it because it's antisocial. But if you're by yourself watching a game, it is fun to sweat with your fellow fans and fellow brigaders to watch a game together. And it's boom, boom, boom. It's quick. It's fast. It's in real time. And the app is free. Like I mentioned, desktop is free in your browser, on your phone, or on your desktop, betprep.com slash chat. Our thanks to Darren, who is the the overall czar of the BetPrep Discord channel, looking to grow it and do a lot of cool things together. So it's just another marrying of BetPrep and props together now here with this Discord channel. I like it. I like it. It'll be good. It's just like... You don't have to come to Vegas and watch a game in a book or, you know, you don't, you can watch the game with that same feeling right there on it. So yeah, it'll be fun. I'm psyched. Okay. So let's get to what happened last night. Warriors blow out the Celtics in game two. Very impressive performance by the offense. Is it fair? Will you allow the comment that the Celtics punted on the game in the second half? No. Okay. I mean, that's going to be, that's the story, but that's the, you know, oh, they just, they, they went there and they, you know, did what they had to do and get a split and go home. Like it's much easier to win a series if you're up to nothing going home than if you're split one, one. Correct. But the NBA was never going to allow that to happen. The NBA wasn't going to allow it to happen. Really? You, You watched the game? I only watched the third quarter. <laughs> oh, then, 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 okay. That's why you're saying that then. All you watched was a third quarter. And that's exactly what you would I have said. to. I have to rewatch the fourth Watch quarter. the first half and watch the way the game is called. I watched the, I watched the beginning and then I was rewatching it, was it last really, night and I fell asleep. Really bad. I really? mean, really, really bad. Yeah. And now the number is this. Tony Brothers is now the right the Boston Celtics are now three and twelve since 2015. Straight up. 2015. Okay. With Tony Brothers refereeing a game in the postseason involving Boston. Man. Three and twelve. I didn't want to buy it. It's why I didn't bet it. I didn't bet the game for a reason for this exact reason. I did not want to buy into this. I don't like being tin hat conspiratorial, but after watching the way the call the games were the game was called in the first half, and then looking at the stats, Boston has only won three of 15 games in the postseason since 2015 with Tony Brothers working the game. And there like, were some you don't like un- the green? You don't like the uniform? What, what, what's this, what, what I don't know what, what it is. They don't it's it's there are certain referees for whatever reason that the NBA is aware of this. They know how the game, they want the game to be called. I mean, there were some moments in the first half that were absolutely unbelievable being called against Boston. Fouls getting called, Draymond Green running over Grant Williams and the foul gets called on Grant Williams. I mean, even the broadcasters were just like, I don't know about this. Like, this is really interesting. What's these calls are really something's going on here. I saw a couple of those and I was like, man, Draymond just has a, has a pass tonight to just do whatever he wants, do whatever he wants. It was, you're fine. You can go ahead and do, no one's going to question it. No one's going to wonder and worry about what you're doing. And then that led to the quiet part being said out loud. 
And I am still blown away by what was said by the referee official or the referee analyst on ABC. What was the direct quote? Okay. Steve Javi said that while Draymond Green had already picked up a technical foul, Draymond Green essentially threw, threw Jalen Brown. Okay. They're on the ground. He's on top of him. He takes him. He throws him. Okay. A double technical means Draymond Green gets ejected. Draymond Green already had one T. Double technical. Steve Javi says that referees absolutely know who has one technical foul already and whether or not a player is going to be ejected by the call they're going to make. And so they will rescind or pull or not have things be called because of who it may go up against. We know it happens because they don't want to get a guy thrown out of the game. Correct. We know what happens, but if your actions warrant a double technical and you get a double technical for what you did, it doesn't matter if you have one technical or not already. It's a double T and Draymond gets ejected. They also in that game rescinded a technical foul against Jordan Poole, who reached up and grabbed Derek White, who was jumping over it. They called a foul and a technical foul. They pulled the foul off and they rescinded the technical foul on replay, which is really pretty interesting because they blew the whistle while Boston was on a fast break. Boston's dribbling down the court. They call a T on the back of the other end. It's a three on two for Boston. They blow the whistle, call a T on Jordan Poole, call mm-hmm. a foul on him, go and review it for a hostile act. They pull the technical and they pulled the foul. Boston gets the ball inbound to a set defense. I mean, there was some funky stuff going on in the referees last night. It was, it was extremely crooked last night to have whoa, that go Whoa, on. whoa, whoa. That was as egregious of a game as I've whoa. seen. Look, I'm not saying anyone was paid. I'm not, I'm just saying that these referees are now being put into play for a reason. The league understands what to do, how they want. I bet it in the last series. That's why I bet Boston to win against Miami. The league wanted Boston to beat Miami and Boston beat Miami. League did not want 2-0 going back to Boston for game three. That is bad for business. Game one, ratings down 11%. 11% in ratings down from, from the, previous, the previous year. Last year. We had a lot of people. We had a lot more people watching stuff last year. There was still COVID. But they're selling. Remember though, this is how advertising rates get sold based upon viewership. Okay, it's one it's one the biggest. That's one of the talk about egregious things in the in the world is is advertising rates and how they get set and sold. Yep. So it's the biggest. It's one of the down, biggest show games in the history yep. of the world. But if you're down, right? If you're down and you do, and it's now going to go two zero. Boston blow. If you're up 2-0 going back to Boston, how much interest is there on Wednesday night? It just becomes a game. It's like ah, it's not going to be a series. Boston will win. Go up 3-0. They're at home. They, you know, they, they, it's, it's, it, there's no intrigue. There's no interest. So, so you, so you said you said crooked. You said egregious. Use that word. I mean, I, I'm not saying crooked as in fixed. Okay, I'm just saying it was insane to watch the referees do what they did. This is new. No, it's not new. But it's definitely something that as gambling becomes more and more available across the country, it becomes a bigger and bigger problem for the NBA. I mean, it's been a problem for 30 years. Fair. 
<laughs> but gambling, gambling has not been legalized in this country for 30 years. I mean, that's true, but the questions about I, I still think refereeing a basketball game is the hardest thing to do of all the four major sports. Harder than football? There's 11 guys on a field. Yeah, it's, it's, there's 22 guys on the field. I, I know, but there's everybody has. I think football's way more. Di- I think football's way more difficult. Football's got way more going on. One you have guy more, watches you have more officials. You have more help with two players. You have more help, but if you're talking about 10, three, the ratio is three referees to 10 players in basketball. Yeah. That's, that's with no pads and no contact on a and court. And no definition of what the hell a foul is. Well, that's okay. I'll give you that. They go to the scores table. They go like this. They go like yeah. this. They do these things. Like, what, what did he do? Like, in basketball, you know the violations. You know traveling when you see it. You know double dribble when you see it. Yeah. The NBA is in trouble, though, because they're making up the rules. I mean, the whole for you know, sure taking away the three after the fact in the Miami series, you know, rescinding a technical foul last night. Like they're just doing things that fans have never seen or heard of before. And whether it's in the rule book or not, you're creating situations where fans are now questioning who is making the call and why. What's wonky. the motivation? Wonky. Yes. 100 percent. Wonky. wonky. Who is making the call? Why are they making the call? You know what? What is going on? I mean, look, Boston couldn't hit a shot. I'll give you that. But Boston also was very frustrated by the way the game was being refereed. And Boston turned the basketball over a ton. And, and look, it, it does come down to a couple things when it comes with the Celtics. When they don't turn the ball over, they win. When they turn the ball over, they lose. It's How almost you like kept that. You, you can't really. It just depends on whether right. this is why they don't lose back-to-back games, though. Because Udoka makes the changes to correct the mistakes for one game. And then the young team goes back to the same mistakes that they made. And it's sort of like this, like, like putting your finger in a dam type of thing, trying to plug the holes as to what's going on. And he can't do it all. But for one game, he can fix it. So like for game one, what if they bring in this official for the next game? Well, I don't think Tony, they don't work back to back games. That's not allowed. So brothers won't work game three, but but Foster might work game three. So if Scott Foster's in the game for game three, if Boston was up 2-0, there was no debating in my mind Scott Foster would have worked game three to extend the series. <laughs> but now they put Tony Brothers in for game two, and so now it's 1-1. I don't know. They might. I think Scott Foster works game four. Boston wins game three. You'll have the Warriors and Scott Foster in game four. Hmm. If I'm right, watch. Okay, if I'm right, just, I'm, just, I'm telling you, I'm making these. This is on the 6th of June, okay? Yep. Wednesday, Saturday, which, by the way, is the stupidest schedule ever. Two games this week is ridiculous. Still seven days in a week, right? If you go from Monday to Sunday, okay, like there's still seven days in a week. Sunday, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. You don't need to go Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. You just, you, you just. Well, no, I mean, Monday through Sunday is the, is the okay. week. Right. How do you do the week? Sunday to Sunday? I do the week Sunday because the NFL, um, I I can say, well, it depends because it's like, is Monday night the last game or the first game of the week? Like which one is the last game of the week? Well, then Sunday is then then Sunday is the first day of the week. Okay. Well, I go Monday. I mean, it's it's Monday through Sunday, seven days in a week. There's two NBA games this week. Finals. Doesn't make any sense. But you want to talk about. How hard it is to officiate basketball and what a foul is. There's two games. You have the calendar to pick and choose 
what you want. You can own the whole week. We're going to forget about the game tomorrow. There's an in-between day. And yeah. then, oh, yeah, by the way, they're playing Wednesday. Some big drama. Friday, happen. Same thing and happened we don't Friday. have nothing until Saturday night. It's Saturday night. It's, I agree. It's just The schedule is made for TV. It's a made for TV event. Stretch it out. Get it going as long as you can. No quick series, no sweeps. I mean, there's too much money involved here that it's a made-for-TV event. It's like the NCAA tournament. It's a made-for-TV event. So, so frustrating. Boston Game 3. You did the thing on the Twitter. I saw you at Sports Talk, Matt. Drop the uh, – it's it's Hammer Boston in Game 3. 4 no doing that call. Boston wins hmm. Game 3. Wow. Warriors probably win Game 4. Oh, you already have this laid out. They're coming back to the Bay 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, I think there's a Warriors think game four. And I think the winner of game five wins the series. Mm-hmm. Okay. Boston may force a game seven, possibly win game six, go back for a game seven. Find it very unlikely Boston wins a game seven in, in San Fran. Mm. They've done it. They've beaten, you know, they knocked out the, you know, they, they beat the, 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 the heat. They beat the, Bucks, they've won game sevens on the road, two of them, but three of them, including the finals against Steph, mm, unlikely. We'll have to see who the official is. Correct. (laughs) It'll be Tony Brothers. (laughs) It'll be Tony Brothers. It'll be Tony Brothers. What if it's Scott Foster? Well, he's only Scott Foster actually is good for Boston in deciding games. Boston's record in games that are not where they're where uh, the the you could extend the series. Scott Foster's record actually, I think Boston's three and out with Scott Foster working deciding games. Mm. So Scott Foster's not a problem. Scott Foster is the extender. He's not anti-Boston. He is just a good guy for whoever's behind in the series. Oh. So whoever's losing, Scott Foster works. You should shade towards the team that's got that that's if they're down two one in game four and Scott Foster's working, bet the Warriors. Did you see the series price? No. What did it go to? Pando has it. Uh, Golden State minus 115. Fair. Yeah, it's a coin flip. Going back to Boston? Yeah, because Boston has home court. The Warrior, if, if Boston. How is went- Boston not favor? Why is Boston not minus 115 or Boston minus 120? They were because, minus 170 yesterday. Because the public, because they don't, one, the public's all over the Warriors. And two, I think people, there's a lot of money. If you, if you, if you made the Warriors a dog, I think you'd see a lot of money coming on the Warriors. Yeah. So this is this is a shade just to make the juice, just to say, all right, we're not entirely sure on this. Because if Boston wins Game Three, what does the price go to? Minus one seventy to two dollars. Okay. You know, back to what it was after Game One. Yeah, which I ping pong yeah. in the numbers right now. But if Golden State wins Game Three, uh oh. As far as the price. You know, it goes back to the original series price of minus 160 to 170 Fair. on Golden State. Yep. So. I think that's right. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I mean, I think game three is important. Game so you're five, saying there's not no chance because there's always a chance, but would a five-game series either way surprise you right now? To the point where I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet your money on it. Right. It's not happening. We're not okay. seeing no one. No one's no one. Boston's not winning the next three games, and the Warriors are not winning the next three games. Agree. 
no one's winning three games in a row. They, they, I, I look, we, we may have a series where nobody wins two games in a row. Just goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Right. So uh, I, I think we're in for a long series. I think the NBA wants a long series and I think we're going to get one. Mm. The only ticket I don't have is for the series to end in seven, which was the odds on favorite for the series. I right. have five and I have six. Right. So, but I'm beginning to come around the idea that we're going to be here. Come, <laughs> come game seven. We're going to be breaking down. Yep. The game seven. So, yep. It's, it's, it's when is that in July? <laughs> right. When uh, is game seven is June 20th. I think it is Wednesday. I think Saturday. I think June, then, tw- June 20th comes to mind. I was looking at it. I think June 20th is, I think that's right. Where, where game seven is supposed to be played. So these guys are in Boston now the whole week. Yep. Whew. Yep. All the way until next. Is that an advantage for anybody in your no. eyes? No. I mean, it's, it's all about the interviews and the media meets and the, the you know, the blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I think going, I think the biggest benefit of all of this is the knee for Robert Williams. That is big because he is not moving well. I mean, he he's hobbled. You can see he comes down awkwardly. He'll land and you like it's like one of those things where like he he moves one certain way and it's like the youch like he stepped on attack. He's like, ow, he pulled his knee right back up and he knows it's, it's hurt. So the more time you can have between games, the better for me. To get his, you know, get rehab and treatment. The knee is never going to be right. He'll have surgery after the year is over. But to get him on the court, he's such a difference maker for Boston. He's so important. Yeah. And Marcus Smart, I mean, that's why I said at the open that I thought Boston just punted because Marcus Smart had zero intensity in that game. Like he just wasn't really interested. I mean, as a player, there's certain situations where you have to conserve energy. I would agree. Like you just have to go. All right. I mean, this. You look at the clock. We're down fifteen. Like at yeah. what point do you go? Uh, I I don't need. I got to make business decisions. We yeah, got to go back. Eleven zero run in the third quarter. Boston just said, "Okay, we're good." That was it. Like that. You have it. You got it. Like it was. It was just. I don't know. It, it was sort of akin to playing poker in some places where like, you just know the guy's got the nuts and you're just like, yeah, it's fine. I'll live to fight another day. Like you just right. kind of throw it all in. Right. Just like, I'll see you back in Boston guys. We're good. We yeah. did what we got to do. I got my, my stack of chips. I'm comfortable where I am right now. We're not going to push it. We're not going to go to, I mean, Marcus Mark scored two points. Scored two points. Like it's just not even trying. Like he's just, he's just not even caring about it. I, so I, I really, I thought Boston, I saw it at halftime and I was like, bet the warriors minus one and a half. It's a very popular trend, but Boston will have a chance to tell us which way they want to go in the first couple of minutes of the third quarter. And it was like, yep, they're punting. <laughs> they don't want to be, they're good. They're going back home mentally. Al Horford's back up to 50 to one to win the NBA finals MVP. And again, that's another guy where you're talking about just not showing the same intensity or, you know, passion to go after it. Look, they they played their bench for most of the whole fourth quarter. That was one of those, like, I'm going to put guys in the game that want to play. I'm going to come. I'm going to go put guys actually are going to give me some maximum effort versus what you guys are doing. But I mean, Odoka said after the game that he intentionally got a technical foul that he was, Talking, talking, talking. He got teed up on purpose because he wanted to send a message to the referees for the future. Like that game was all about really game three to me. It wasn't even about game two. Right. Send a message. 
talk about what's going to happen. And then look, I don't think Draymond Green's going to be allowed to do what he did last night in Boston. The crowd will be at an absolute frenzy if Draymond's allowed to run over people and, <laughs> and stay in the and stay in the game. I mean, you know, it, it, to to allow him, but he he adds. If you want to talk about who the new villain is of this series, Boston always loves to vilify somebody. Draymond Green's going to get it every second of Game Three. Loves it. Yeah, he loves it. One hundred percent, he loves it. But he also the problem with him is he get he can't stop himself. He gets so worked up. Yep. He gets so he oh, he should have been ejected last night, and it would have blown my bet. And I and I every game I'm going to be holding my breath. He's I feel like he's going to get ejected from one of these games. It's at some point. It may happen in the fourth quarter, but at some point in this series, I I think Draymond Green's going to get ejected. Does he have those like T points and all that stuff? If he gets ejected, is he suspended for a game? I don't know. I don't think so. I think everyone's pretty like clean. One away or something. I know when you go to the final. You know when you go to the finals, all that resets. I think you're, I think it wipes your slate clean. I thought it was a postseason thing. It might be. You might be right. I can't remember how it, how it is, but I haven't heard anybody reference it. So I don't think he's in trouble because he should have been. I mean, the technical foul he got in the first half and then what he did to Draymond, what he did to Jalen Brown, that should have been double technical to both guys. And Draymond should have been shocked out of that, out of that game early third quarter. And it could have changed the whole game if he had been. I think the lead was like six or seven when that right. happened. Could have changed the entire outcome of that game if they had thrown Draymond Green out. Does Golden State play a different way when Draymond's at his peak like that? I feel like they, I feel like they just get a little, they draw a little bit of strength from. Oh, him sure, he's the like, emotional leader. Yeah, but I mean, look, Steph and Clay are not exactly tough guys, right? Right. right. And they need the enforcer. They yes. they got somebody who will go ahead and go and fight and punch and kick yes. and scream and sometimes boot guys in the balls like yes. that's that's what draymond will do yes so like that's they need that he's there to have this yeah he, have he's marcus smart does that for boston jason tatum and jalen brown are exactly the toughest two dudes in the on the planet either right so you need that guy you need the dude that's going to be i'm your dog i'm going to yes. get after you the yes. entire day yes. i'm here i'm not going anywhere if you have a problem take it up with me yeah yeah. But Draymond can't Those handle his emotions, though. Draymond goes too far. This is this will be what's interesting in Boston. It's easy to do that at home. Correct. Agreed. It's, it's easy to do that at home. And when when know, twenty thousand fans are on you and screaming at you and calling yeah. you names and just badgering you from the second you step on the court to warm up, yeah. he's going to be getting it over and over. And he has rabbit ears. You know, it's so funny. There's a viral quote going around from last night where they were they asked Draymond Green about the offense and the offense running through Kevin Durant during the championship runs versus running through Steph now. And he stopped and he was like, our offense ran through Steph when KD was here. Yeah. Which is a direct shot at Kevin Durant, which is actually not the case at all. It's a lie. But it shows you kind of Draymond just he gets into these petty fights. He has as much of a rabbit ear problem as Kevin Durant does. They're similar dudes. like. They just walk into problems that don't need to exist. Like you got other things going on. What are you doing? Even bringing up Kevin Durant? Just ignore it. Just don't even. Don't even. The question was that. asked. I know, but just be, be be political about it. Just kind of. Instead, he takes Draymond a chance to take a shot political. at Kevin Durant. Draymond's never been correct, but you have your podcast, and it's it, it's you've got bigger issues. This is why this team has three rings and not more. Okay, this is part of the problem with them is they get caught up in things that don't really matter. 
Like this should be all about winning, not winning some Twitter beef with Kevin Durant. I mean, they've done pretty good, Pete Rowe. I'm not debating it. They have. They got three. Well, this is their sixth appearance, and they've lost two of them, and they blew a 3-1 lead to the the Cavaliers when Draymond got ejected for kicking LeBron in the nuts. Right. (laughs) So that's on Draymond Green. So that's one they should have. They should have four. They got three. Uh, They were. They probably should have won that, but, I mean, Cleveland won that too. Don't forget. Yeah. That was the kind of the moment. That was that was a that was a collapse. That was not a yeah. win. Cleveland didn't win that. That was choked. Oh, there go all the listers in Cleveland. No, I think Cleveland would. Have, what did Cleveland care? I mean, like that's like saying did, did Boston win against the Yankees in two thousand and four? I don't care. I don't. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't care why they won or how they won or someone made a decision or someone made this call. The Yankees or, choked. The Red I, Sox didn't win. Sure, I don't care. That doesn't matter to me at all. Yeah, because you got the win. Correct. Right. Right. It's all matters. Dubs. Doesn't matter how dubs. you get it. Taking dubs. Did you win? Period. How you won means very little to me. Cleveland's you know? got an inferiority complex, though. Like they, how many, they, they how many tickets have we had in our lives that should have cashed? Doesn't matter if it should have cashed. Every Did it day. cash? Yes or no? CLV, baby. <laughs> it's all that matters. Hey, great value. I was on the right side. I say it all the time. I was on the right side. That's great. I was on the right side. I still lost. Right. Chip still got taken off the table. Yes. Cashing the ticket is all that really matters. The who how. else did they lose to? It, um, they lost the, the Toronto. They yeah. lost to Toronto, yeah, right? To the Raptors. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a hell of a series. Hell yeah. They can't win every time. Uh, I, I mean, the Patriots do. Just the Red Sox and the Patriots. And like, you, you can go through if you want. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> talking to the wrong fan base if you're saying you can't win every time. I haven't seen the Red Sox lose, lose a World Series since 86. So, they're 4-0. <laughs> so, uh, you can't Patriots win. lost the Eagles, though. I remember that. That too, yep. And that, and, that, and, and I will go to my grave. And I will go to my grave telling you that the touchdown in the back end of the end zone was out of bounds and not a catch. That the NFL changed the catch rule for the Super Bowl. That's true. <laughs> that's that was not all year long back of the end zone that's not a catch all year long and then all of a sudden in the super bowl oh hey it's a catch <laughs> it's amazing how that works Touchdown. right it's amazing Touchdown. how the, it's amazing how those things happen like it never was a catch all year long not a catch not a catch not, oh wait in the super bowl because it helps the eagles and the patriots don't get to win in the super bowl it's better for business if the eagles win okay eagles yep touchdown sure <laughs> great job that's my point though there's so many of these, the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, these leagues better wake up because more people, people care when they have their money involved. They care. They've passionate. cared for decades, they, though. There's thousands and thousands of people who are betting for the first time when these states go legal and they're paying attention to things where as a fan, they were mad. But if you have problems, you have potential class action lawsuits that can be filed. If a group of fans lose money based upon a decision made by the league to, to impact the outcome, this is the whole thing with why the NFL is freaking out about the lawsuit involving the Miami Dolphins and whether or not a coach was told to lose. Did the yeah. Miami Dolphins incentivize a head coach for $100,000 to lose a game to get better draft picks? The problem for these leagues is that they better clean up their officiating now. 
before it gets I, bigger. I remember when they wanted integrity fees. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Better take care of your house. Where you start charging people 100%. Right. You better have integrity before you're going to charge integrity fees. Man. Now we're going, hmm. So, memo to every sports league that's in bed with a sports book take a look at your refs. Take a look at your referees. Take a look at the quality. Take a look at how they're doing. Create independent evaluation groups and panels they can go through and figure out what's going on. So your fans aren't asking questions like that's funny. Why wasn't Draymond green chucked out of that game last night? Hmm. Steve Javi on air. Well, as referees, we all know who we gave a technical to. So we have to go and have a conversation. Is that action warranted throwing him out of the game? Excuse me. Do you, do you like the referees um, having a guy up there? like justifying these things or it's needed because of the fans want to have, I think the broadcasters on the fly as a media member, I think it's appropriate because of the fact that there are rules and nuances to rules that the broadcaster doesn't know. And so I would rather have the, the rule be explained. What I don't like is the interpretation when they ask him, Hey, would you have called that? Yeah. That I that I don't like because that's undermining the guy who's doing the work who's on the court. Well, they some, never do for some dude who's up in the most booth. of the time. They don't undermine him. Correct. That's yeah. one of their guys. I mean, it's just they protect them. They protect them, but they also, I mean, if a call's wrong, you should say the call's wrong. Like you know, I I, I disagree with that call. I mean, occasionally Sterator does it. Yeah, but there's not too many guys now that do it where they say, "Geez, the best one is Koharski." Yeah. Which I mean, he's he's done a great job in the booth because he's not been a media member, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody remembers him for being told to go get another donut, right? You know, I mean, he's that guy. So now he's he'll, I've heard him say it multiple times. I wouldn't have made that call, or yeah. I I disagree with that call, but you know, he's on the ice. He saw it that way. Well, I like okay. the hockey. The hockey one I think is impro- is appropriate too because like. Remember which game was it where the offsides call was it game one of the Western Conference Finals? No, game three of the last series. No, uh, the, the Avalanche guy was coming back. The Avalanche guy, the, or the Avalanche guy, was touching up the blue line. Yeah, he didn't didn't play the puck. Yeah, even, even though the puck had entered the zone. Yeah, the player was was not playing. The puck was leaving, and they didn't right. call offsides. Right. And then that let that let up Twitter, and it was like, well, by the well, rule, watching it live, it looked offsides. Yes, I mean, I was watching it live with Gabe and Cam. They went nuts, and they're like, "Look, that was offsides." I saw the slow mo without sound, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Boy, that is offsides." And then when it was explained, it was like, "Oh, but that's a rule that's very nuanced that you have to know the rule book." So I actually yes. do like a rule as rules expert yes. to come in to calm yes. down the crazies and say, "Hey." By by rule, that player was not attempting to play the puck. That means it's not offsides, right? I like yeah, that. I, you need that. Yes, I would agree. You do that. That I'm fine with. I don't like the interpretation conversation, where right. Well, hey, if you were on that, would you have called that? Right. Puts that guy in a pretty tough position. Puts him in a tough position, and it, and it it fans the flames of all this yes. conspiracy theory, and the leagues are setting this up for that, and you know. I've, I've had those discussions literally for 30 years. I mean, I was, you know, even back in high school, we were talking about this, like, does this guy have the over? Like, why does he keep calling fouls? Like you just, you know, and now you're hearing, like you said, people that 
maybe are getting into betting, questioning these things. And it is becoming more voiced, Mm -hmm. but it's been a problem for years. But it's been quiet. It's been in the closet. It's been in the shadows. It's been, there are certain population segments you know, the whole term crooked zebra, right? I mean, the, 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 that, I'm not saying these are new conversations, right. right? Tim Donaghy didn't just come in today. Tim Donaghy was around 20 years ago. Mm. But as we start to look at what basketball referees have the biggest impact on the game played of yes. any sport, of any sport, and who works the game, well, I mean, there's some there's some side judges and back judges in football that throw those interference penalties. Yeah, but you have to have the play call in the situation. Like basketball referees, you have a chance to call foul every play if you want. I mean, you you call holding on every play in football, too. That's true. You could call interference on every pass play. Literally. I mean, it's so vague. (laughs) Right. It's just, it's tough. And then, I mean, the chat's lighting up right now about about baseball umpires. And well, I, okay. So how do you, strikes, have you ever seen like, I, I mean, where are you on robot umpires for balls and strikes? It's getting to the point where it's drastically affecting the game. Like I don't, I don't ever want to see a robot umpire. I don't either. Like just thinking about it, but if it makes it better, I just don't. I, I, I don't think there's a uniform part of baseball to me. Is there's not a uniform strike or a ball? I want consistency. How is that possible? I, I like it. I, I like the fact that there's not a consistent call because. You're talking about a ball moving 100 miles per hour, one or two inches on either side of a plate is a strike or a ball. It's- Those guys do an unbelievable job. If you've ever seen up close what 99 yeah. looks like, it's insanity. You're like, wait a second. So of I want you're going to look at the catcher and how he catches it and if he can frame it. You're like, oh, that was a strike. Wow. Because it's a I blink. Didn't see it. It's a blink. It's it's so fast. It's so so fast. I, I I don't want I I don't for balls and strikes. Now I do want replay at every base. I do want replay for every foul pole. I want the ability to get every call at the plate right. If a run's coming in, I have a chance to challenge it. I want replay. I want all those things to make sure calls are made correctly. Stolen bases, bang, bang plays at first base. All those things I'm completely fine with having being, you know, or a robot involved. Behind the plate is a different story. I, 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 I'm not, people are, say I'm a hypocrite. Have you watched the tennis at all? Isn't it good when it when a, a serve goes 125 and it looked out and then they review it and they show that robot eye thing yeah. and it touches the line? It ends all the discussion. It does, but it doesn't it to me, it tennis is a different sport entirely. It's one v one and there's points to a game versus runs versus strikeouts versus moments and momentum. And like, it's just, I, I, I'm okay with having that for the foul poles, you know, having that same radar system down the first baseline, down the second base, down the uh, right field line. I'm fine with those things to be part of it. I just, to me, where a ball breaks, where a ball is, no human being is perfectly correct. My, you know, my chest to my knees is different than your chest to your knees. Correct. My, my batter stance, how far am I from the plate? How close to the plate am I? Like, it's just, there's so many things that I don't, I don't need it to be uniform and perfect. I don't need everything to be perfect when it comes to balls and strikes for baseball. Well, that's fine if you can accept that, but you yeah. can't have a ball that's a foot outside. Well, that low be called. 
well, like, fine. And then it affects kick, the game. So correct. Much. But you should kick those guys out. You have to weed those umpires out. The guys who are inconsistent. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I mean, same thing goes with referees. I don't care about referees who call everything or referees who call nothing. I want a consistent call. That's all I care about in anything in sports when it comes to the umpires and referees. I want consistency. If it's a foul in the first minute, it's a foul in the last minute. If it's a strike in the first inning, it's a strike in the bottom of the ninth inning. Just have a consistent strike zone. And if you don't, if you're really all over the place, and if you're like, well, now it's a 3-3 game, so that ball on the black, I'm not going to give it to you. Sorry, I gave it to you in the first inning. I'm not going to give it to you now because the game's on the line. I'm not going to ring the guy up and end the game. No way. That drives me I have no tolerance for that at all. Uh, I can't have you come coach with me ever then because that happens to us every tournament we go to. It's horrible. The guy will tell me that. In really? between innings, I'll be like, Blue, what? that was a strike. No, uh, not now. Not okay. now. That's the worst. What? That's the worst. Just tell me you missed it. Situational that. strike. That answer is worse. Oh, it's so worse. There's no such thing as a situational strike. No. It's either it is a strike or it's not a strike. It's a foul or it's not a foul. Like the thing that drives me nuts right now in the NBA are these referees that wait to see if the shot gets missed. And if the oh. shot get, if the shot's missed, then it's a foul. Yeah. But if they make it, not oh. a foul. Like that's ridiculous. It either is or it is not. There is no interpretation as to whether or not there's a foul call or not. Oh, the ball with the ball missed. So that means it is a foul. No, that's horrible. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. I, I I agree with that, one hundred percent. But the league is allowing it. Continuation is interpretation. <laughs> Gathering is it a gather? Is it not? I'm telling you, it feels like. I mean, the more you watch, the more the NBA is just not making it up as they go. But sometimes it feels like they're making it up as they go. And and, and Tony, I still and think is still questioning my Tony brothers three and twelve stat. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not, it's all in the same. It's all there. I still don't know what a foul is, but does this mean when a ref goes over and goes like that? When he goes chop down two, on the, on the hit to the wrist type of thing. So, (laughs) all right, let's get to some hockey. Tampa wins game three, big comeback. They're live in their series, but are they live to win the cup now that they are not down three? Oh, in your mind. Of course. Value on them right now to bet them to win the cup. Got plus money um, on it. I believe they are. I mean, the Rangers won both home games. That's exactly what was supposed to happen. But they were leading on in game three. They were. And then huh, they weren't. <laughs> a power play and a stamp coast goal, and boom, we're tied. I think that the, the story from that one is that was headed to overtime. Mm-hmm. And you get that pass by Kucherov, how he knew he was there. It's one of those things that, like, when you're playing and you make the pass, you're like, I think he's there. Oh, he's there. Palat finish. Oh, Tampa goes ahead 3-2. And I was with uh, I was with Otto going, here comes the empty netter. I'm going to blow the thunder. Yep. I know this is happening. So we had to sweat that out. Yeah, Tampa's live to win the Stanley Cup. They have been the whole time. They they weren't going to be if they were down three nothing. I mean, Edmonton. You can if you have a future on Edmonton to win the Stanley Cup or be part of the Stanley Cup. Exactly. Torch it. <laughs> just just it's a coaster. It's yeah. garbage. Rip yeah. it up. Whatever you got to do. They're not coming back and winning four games in a row, and then winning another four against one of them Eastern Conference teams. Yeah. So, yeah, 
Don't, I mean, don't you think Tampa's live? I do. I think, I mean, I think if they win game four, you may not get plus money. I mean, it's it, right. Oh, it goes back to the, goes back to the original series price. So knowing to win the cup, I mean, they're plus money to win the cup right now. Oh, they're going to be plus money. They, the, I mean, the price on the avalanche is getting out of control. Minus Some 175, right? I see minus 200. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's heavy but, on Colorado right now. So I, I just, I think there is value on Tampa to win the cup right now. I mean, it's their third in a row and I did not like the way they played in game one or game two, but they came to life when they needed it at home. And I thought they were dead. I mean, the internet world, the Twitter Ranger fan was dancing on the grave of Tampa when they were leading to nothing. Oh, they've been, yeah, they're pretty they were, excited. They were the Ranger fans, man. They were, they were pretty excited. I, I, I went out yesterday with the Ranger hat on and was looking for the Ranger money. Um, <laughs> You know, because they they pretty much were already playing in the Stanley Cup final against the Avalanche, and now they better find a way to win that game four. Those loud those loud Ranger fans after game two were pretty quiet to game three. It's unbelievable how that happens. Crickets. It's like where'd they go? Yeah. yeah, I mean, where was where was the victory lap? Where was that? Oh, it was. Quiet. I mean, just just come out and and if you're gonna say this stuff, just say it before the game. That's what I was trying to do yesterday, and just say, man, be careful with that Ranger money. Um, I I think I still think that the winner of the Stanley Cup is the winner of the series. Tampa, New York? I do. Wow. Right now. Kadri got hurt. Kane suspended for a game. You know, we'll get to that game a little bit later. You know, tonight. Kane's dirty, man. Oof. That was, I mean, he pushed them late. You did, know, but, but and, by the way, did you see the side by side Crosby check into the boards and Kane's check into the boards? I did not. Exact same play. Crosby didn't even get a two-minute major. Didn't even get a two-minute major. Kane gets a five-minute major game misconduct and suspended. Well, you want to know why? Why? You want to talk about refs and the continuation call, whether it's a foul. If the guy gets up or doesn't get hurt, then they don't call penalty a lot of times. Guy stays down. Or your your name is Crosby versus Kane. He does get a lot of benefit calls. There's no doubt <laughs> about think? that. I, I see why hockey fans give him shit all the time. So it's earned. Okay. I mean, he just as long as, long as we acknowledge calls that in hockey gets it. Too. Stars get calls in hockey too. They get calls oh, yeah. in the NBA. Stars get calls in hockey too. But one or two. I mean, Kane gets a five minute major game misconduct and a suspension, and Crosby doesn't even get two minutes. Same hit. Literally, it's side by side. It's the same hit. It's a cross check into the boards. I mean, I, I again, inconsistency in officiating all across all sports. It's, it's, Correct. it's, I like the way you said it. A strike is a strike is a strike. A foul is a foul is a foul. A penalty is a penalty, a penalty, but it's not always that way. And then Steve Jabby said it out loud. I agree. And then Steve Jabby said it out loud. He said the quiet part out loud. You're not supposed to say that out loud of, well, it depends on who the player is. What do you mean? It depends on who the player is. Like, you know, throwing Draymond Green out for that. We, we have to take that into consideration that it would be kind of a bad thing to throw out Draymond. Why? Because Draymond Green's an important part? Because Kane's an important part? Or Crosby's an important part? Like, I don't... Referees are not supposed to see stars. We know they do. But then they say it out loud. And you're like, oh, okay, so all of our suspicions are right. You do go and say, can we throw Draymond Green out for that? Mm, I don't know. No, we can't. We can't do it. So now, I mean, no, throwing no a guy out should should be the last resort, right? Like no. you don't want to throw guys. 
No. Draymond Green, no, he got because Draymond got the technical for being a dink in the first half. Don't be a, don't be an idiot. Don't run your mouth. Don't get the first technical foul. Did you did you just call him a dink? Yes. You ever heard that term? It's a Boston term. Never in my life. Never. Oh wow, it's a Boston term. Yeah, calling somebody a dink is is you know essentially like calling them. Oh, shit! Change, change the, one letter in there. Yes, correct. It's just a nicer way of saying it. I got it. Same difference. <laughs> same, same, same word, same, same insult. But that's what, don't do that. It, that's like, you know, it, it's like saying when someone takes a foul in the first quarter on a fast break and someone just grabs the person. And it's like, don't do that because you may need that foul late. It's like, oh, it didn't count then. Yeah, it counted. That's why you fouled out. That T counts because you were an idiot. You were running your mouth. You got, got teed up because you couldn't stop talking to the referee. So when you do something with Jalen Brown, it's two T's, you're gone. I don't need you to say, Man, it's Draymond Green. Can't really eject him for that. That's not your job as a referee. Your job as a referee is to look at it. And I know they work for the hard, man. That referee. Yeah, look for the, they work for the hard. league. They it's again, hard. Javi said it out loud. It, this is not being talked about nearly enough nationwide. What Javi said on the telecast should have let everyone who bets slack jawed, going, Holy crap, he just said it out loud. He just said stars get calls. I think you think it's a bigger deal because you heard it and you're saying it and you're betting now. The betting community's like, we knew. Of course you knew. It's a fact now. It's a whole <laughs> it's different a story. It, it's a whole different story when you think something is happening. It's a different story when somebody who's been in that position <laughs> confirms it and says, yes, that happens. Wait, all of, yeah, it happens. This stuff happens. This is oh. why the leagues don't want to want the officials talking after the game. Hundred percent, which is exactly <laughs> my point. Which is why I've been pushing for years. Why referees need to meet with the media? There needs. To I don't be think a, they do. Which I've is always hard said, enough. Twenty plus now years. with the books being legal and all these other eyes on it and all this other stuff. I don't want to hear from the officials. I do. I want to hear an explanation. I want to hear the words. Make it worse. We're going to yes. pour gasoline on a bad call. It's not gasoline. I want to hear your explanation. I want to hear what you're because Steve Javi just the said explanation it. is worse than a call. Oh, maybe so. But that's maybe be better then. Great. Hold be their feet to the fire. Be, make them be better. Make them be better at their job. Oh, I'm all for that. But knowing that you have to answer for what you've done, you have to explain yourself for what you've said and done in the game. Oh, boy. Makes them better. Makes them have to be accountable to somebody because there's no accountability. After every game, they get evaluated, they get film broken down, and then they don't get another assignment if they're bad. Right. Do they say anything? Right. Right. Sure. Uh huh. Uh huh. Right. They're making six figures plus all expenses paid, flying around. Yeah, they want playoff money. There's more money in the postseason, but they're still salaried. They're still making big money. Still going to work NBA games next year. Maybe. Yeah. Most likely. If you don't do what you're told, that was whole Donaghy's whole thing. League doesn't have to tell the league doesn't have to tell us what to do. We just see who gets the assignments. We see who gets the games, who gets promoted, who gets the bigger deal. It's crazy because it's the same thing from the youth leagues up. <laughs> like same things happen. The same guys get to the officiating supervisors and do their thing and then they get the assignments and then when the big tournaments come in they get all the assignments and it just works its way up and no one needs to say anything because they already know it's a wink wink nod nod well 
It's do what, do what we ask. Hey, just a, it's just a glance. It's not, I, I don't need to explain it. Just look at you or send me an email. Hey, good job. You're working next, next week. You're working that big tournament next week. You're working that big series next. Cause the league is telling you they liked what you did. Huh? That was what Donaghy said. You're making a big leap there, P. Rold. I don't know. I'm not making a Tim Donaghy already did this leap. This is not me doing this leap. This is Donaghy. Tim, Tim Donaghy, Donaghy already was calling files at the end of games because he had guys betting you over and he was betting you over. Okay. But he also said the reason why everyone knows that what happens with Scott Foster's and Tony Brothers and all these dudes, the league doesn't have to do anything. League doesn't have to be involved in some big conspiratorial series. They just got to take a guy where they know the team trailing needs help. Scott Foster. Boom. Hey, Tony <laughs> Brothers is 12 and three or 11 and three when he works games against Boston's opponent. Tony Brothers works game two. It just, mm. the numbers just are there. We're, we are numbers based. We talk about trends and situational, you know, betting and where things are. It's just part of the handicap now, unfortunately. And I hate that it is. Yeah but I used it for the Miami heat game seven against Boston. So the league wants Miami out. The league wants Boston in the finals. Well, I mean, the players still have to be complicit and do the job and win the game. But this is, I'm, uh, thank you for bringing that up because it's, it's, it's uh, the one nuance we haven't talked about yet, which is very true in golf. Can I play golf yesterday? Okay. In golf, the best players in the world are separated by one or two strokes. They all can hit the ball. They all can putt. The yes. difference is the mental side. Not everybody can put. Don't they make that like they on the PGA put. Tour. I'm talking about I'm talking about on the elite there's elite some, level. Okay, on the highest, yeah, put too good. I know, okay. but on the highest of levels, we're talking about a very short differentiator between the players. Correct. What what separates them? Mind, brain. Tiger Woods is the best player ever because of his mind. He has the sharpest, hardest, most physically or, or most mentally tough mind that lets him do all the physical stuff in the moment. Okay. A referee can throw a player, can throw a team off its game mentally. Hell when yeah. Talk, when we're talking about a margin, Draymond Green allowed to do what he did last night through the entire Celtics team out of whack. Didn't know what to do. Didn't know what a call was, what a foul was going to be called. Can I do this? Can I do that? They were thrown off. Draymond said it after the game. Adam totally befuddled after the game. He used the word befuddled, but he said that's what his, his role. Say he used befuddled? No, he used, but his role was that as an antagonist. He, he was to antagonize the Celtics, and he got away with it. Yes. He was allowed to do it. Yes. Talking about a game, even at the at a basketball level, where the margin of victories, the, the margin of separation between these teams is very thin. These teams are very close. The mental computer, the supercomputer comes into play. And if you're allowed to throw a team off, it can be a big differentiator. The referees can be the one that throws that team off. Oh, I mean, they can be. They don't always. Uh, Boston was thrown off last it. night. They were off their game last night. But I mean, that happens the home plate umpires call him one side. He's calling strikes for this team and he ain't calling that same right. pitch as a ball. So if you know that, head. if you know that as a league, if you know that this team may have a problem, if this guy does what he normally does and stops, you know, you, if the, if the pitcher is volatile, right, he's emotional. He gets frustrated all the time. He's like a mad bum type of guy. Right. And you give you give an umpire that has a very inconsistent strike zone. Chances are mad bum might start flipping out. He starts flipping out. He's off his game says something wrong, swears at an umpire, whatever it might be, all of a sudden he gets ejected, whole game is changed. 
you didn't do anything as a league besides just interjecting the possibility of that occurrence going down. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, I, I think it happens all the time. I think we're just maybe seeing it now because it's the NBA Finals. No, it happens all the time, but, but it happened. I, I would agree with you. It happens all the time. But yeah. the difference is as the sports betting world becomes more and more available and more people come on in, it's one thing if my team gets screwed, that sucks. I'm angry. It's a different story if I've put down, you know, if I'm making 20 bucks an hour and I'm putting 25 bucks down on a game and I lose that bet, now I'm pissed off. Now I'm oh. looking around for someone to blame. Now you sound like Woj. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about going after the fans or fans going after players. I'm not, I'm not excusing fan behavior. This is, that's a totally you wanted to go after the officials and hear no, them That's, our, that's our job, the media. That's our job. Our job is to question the media. As it, we're the question askers. We're, we're, we should have access to the referees to ask them questions. Fans shouldn't be able to do that. That's why there's a separation. But there is a larger concern about quality of umpiring, quality of refereeing. Look, I mean, we, we can get to it right now. But we, we'll, we'll cross off the rundown. But it happened in the fight between Devin Haney and George Cambosis over the weekend. So, oh, George, oh and fighting is a whole, oh my okay. God. So, so George, forever. This just, is just give me an example. So, George Cambosis got absolutely blasted 12 nothing. Okay. You can make a solid case at all 12 rounds. Devin Haney won. It wasn't even a it was no question. I had it 10 rounds to two. Okay. Haney on two scorecards, won eight to four. They tried to give Cambosis rounds because he was the Australian born fighter. They tried, what was the name they made? They tried hard. Time? It was on ESPN Plus. It was on ESPN top rank boxing. Oh, boxing. Okay. All right. They tried to, I mean, under no circumstances was it an eight four fight, and two judges had an eight four. Meaning if two rounds are different, we're looking at a draw, which is insanity. It was an absolute blowout of epic proportions. I mean, Haney was awesome. He was, they used to call him the email champ because he never beat anybody. He just was epically good against Cambosis. But because it was in Australia, <laughs> they got to go ahead and make it the way that it was. They tried to rob him, but they couldn't. We've seen it in previous fights where they've tried to rob yeah. fighters. Yeah. It's the same situation with these with, with judges and people whose pocketbooks are financially linked to an outcome. It's an issue. Oh, for sure. So it's, I, I, mean, would, I don't know how you fix it. What's but, the resolution? Well, I think the resolution yeah. is in, it is the same way that baseball fixed it back in 1918. I think the issue is to take the leagues from having the ability to referee and umpire their own officials. Oh, wow. Independent, nonpartisan. That's gigantic change. Yep. That how you are, are they going to give up that? There's no they way. They never will. But that's what, I, if you ask me how, I, how we fix it, we run into a major scandal and Congress will come in and Congress will pass a law that states, because that's what Congress did in 1918. They basically told Major League Baseball that either you fix it or we fix it. And then they, Judge Landis got hired Commissioner's office became a reality. And then over the course of the next three decades, Major League Baseball did their best to make the commissioner work for them, which is what happened. Right. But at the time when they created the commissioner's office, Judge Landis was supposed to be completely untouchable. That's what has to happen. Your umpires, your referees, your officials cannot work for the league directly. Well, 
better come up with an alternative solution because they ain't never going to stop you. <laughs> I agree. That's I, the problem. I would that's, agree. Again, they ain't going to give that up. No, the alternative is that Congress gets involved and Congress forces them to do it. That, that, that and I don't know if that's better. No, but Congress has a chance. I mean, that's where you would come in and say, like, you need to have an, a nonpartisan, nonpartial person doing this. And that's, you know, yeah, the, you can't pay. You can pay the referees yourself, but you cannot have control over their salary, hiring, firing, you know, all that stuff. You can't you can't do that, which I think one day we may get to because of their that was the unforeseen Pandora's box that the league opened up by getting into bed with the betting companies. They opened up a lot of stuff. <laughs> that's this, this, is, this. this is again be careful what you wish for all these people in all these states and everybody oh we're gonna have gambling we're gonna okay you know what comes with that right no don't worry about it we'll collect the tax revenue don't worry about it <laughs> what about these licensing fees what about you know who's gonna watch the watchers all this there's a lot of questions that i don't think there's they know the real yeah the real questions and then they don't want to hear the answers of, right oh wait uh-oh what there's always it's always a triangle, right? There's always the upside and the downside, and they only want to see the one side. They never want to see the downside. Yeah, and the downside will happen. Unfortunately, it'll it'll become a reality. And you know, Vegas is an unbelievable town. It's so fun, but there's also the downside of Vegas, and this town also chews people up and spits people out for sure. <laughs> so I mean, glitz for and glamour sure. and fun and parties and restaurants and booze and drugs and sex and it's all great. There's also the other side of addiction and ruin and divorce and Ooh. problems and, you know, all sorts of issues, that, you know, that, that go into it. So it's a, it's an, it's, it's, it's about driving, thing. driving. I was driving around town yesterday and I was like, man, it's 11 AM and that guy got ahead. Uh, he, he's got to blow a breathalyzer or he's, he's he got a California plate. Either way, he was, should have been on the road. Not like, sober. Dude. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned the under yep. four straight unders in the NHL playoffs. Yes. Four straight games, four straight unders. Yes. What happened in the offense? <laughs> Where'd the offense go? Sevens, seven and a half. Total of seven tonight. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, less penalties. So, you, you know, we're keeping the theme with the officials. So it's just less yep. penalties. And hockey, less penalties means less power plays, means less scoring chances. But what's happening is, I mean, Colorado and Edmonton, when they get a big lead, they're protecting it. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're, they're not, not trying to score, but they're okay just dumping the puck and letting Edmonton have to break through. The other game is close, man. I mean, the, the the goalies are playing great. Shesterkin stopped 48 shots yesterday. Mm. And the Lightning got 51 shots on goal. Like, that is the surprising number to me. But the games, games have been good for underbetters. You know, usually that means the books are doing pretty good on them. So, uh, tonight, tonight might go over. Really? It might because of the elimination Boy. game thing, you know, yeah, and like, it might get silly at the end. I want, I want no part of the total tonight. None. This could be one, nothing. A three Oh game, you know, with the series three Oh, right. Very difficult to predict how that goal that Mike Smith let in at the end of the first period. Oh, was the single. I, I just went series over. Like that was it. I mean, I had Edmonton in the first period 
to win, be leading after one. Right. And there's two and a half minutes to go. Yeah. Edmonton withstood a five minute major. Yes, they did. They're up one nothing. I'm like, gonna cash this ticket. And then Mike Smith lets in the most softest of soft goals. So unfortunate. And you're just like, they can't win with him. Like, that's it. Like, you can't, like, you can't win this series with that guy in net. It's just, and he, and he made so many good saves, like, throughout the game. Like, he really made some amazing saves, flipping on his back and catching his pads up and, you know, going side to side, post to post, making saves and stuff. And then let's in a floater or let's in a, a shot that you just can't let in. And you're like, oh, it's, it's a deflator. It takes the air right oh. off the bench. It's in, and when you're watching it, you're just like, yeah, I, I should be betting Colorado in game right now. We'll do mm-hmm. that on the Discord channel while we're watching the games. We'll be like, all right, there it is. And everybody can kind of commiserate and see it. Um, it's, it's hard to win a Stanley Cup. It's hard to win a playoff games. It's hard to win playoff series. And you see it when your goalie lets in a goal like that, you just like gets a crusher. I feel bad for Bonvi. Bonvi's in a tunnel today listening to the show. <laughs> and, you know, he's a he's an Edmonton guy. That place was season, rocking. It's a good season. It's a good step forward. It's a good, it's a progression for McDavid. It's, you know, take a lot. I would take a lot from it. It stings, but I would take a lot from it saying this is something to build upon. Oh, without a doubt, it's something to build upon. But you feel like you got to go get a goalie? 100%. Yeah. Man, man. You got to make a big trade for I mean, I, I would make a pretty aggressive move if I was Edmonton. I would try overpay, over, over trade, like go get a goaltender. It's so hard to do it enough times in a regular season to get to be where you're at. Mm-hmm. Then you got to repeat the whole thing and win 16 games in a postseason under the highest level stress and crucible you could possibly have. It really shows you, like, how good is Vasilevsky mm. like, and what Tampa has done. It's ridiculous. It's so good. Oh. Uh, well, this is part of better to book it, but we'll get it to it in, in a second. Colorado tonight goes for the sweep. Why is the line so low? You tell me. I don't know. I say nobody knows shit all the time. This line should be minus 150. There were three no. lines last night. This is one of them where I do not understand what the books did. Like, I, I'm not a bookmaker. I There are three games where I literally went, I'm just going to bet this because I think these numbers are so dumb. <laughs> this being one of them. <laughs> uh, minus, hey. one, minus 125. Yeah. On a team up 3 0. Yeah. Who have dominated their opponent. It's hard to get a sweep, P. Roll. The books know it. So they put a number out there that, you know, we're booking to the sharp guys. That's it. We know they're going to take Edmonton if we give them plus 140. We used to sit there and do this all the time. And, you know, we're not trying to. I mean, as the book, you want more games. Just swept their last opponent. They just did this. They just <laughs> swept the team they were playing. Like they just went 4-0. Tell me they can't do it again. That's what the numbers telling you, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> I, I just, I just, I don't understand. And there's two baseball games that were that I had the same exact reaction to. I just was like, <laughs> I don't 
know what you are doing. So, we'll, so, we'll, so you have three of those. Do mm-hmm. you win all three? No, you win two, two. I'll take two. I'll take two. I'll take two and one every damn day for the rest of my life. Right. <laughs> Give me two and one. I don't need to win two all three. Two and one just for a year. I told you that. Two yeah. and one just for a year. If you make three plays a day and you go two and one for a year, I'm good. doing exceptionally it's insane. Good. It would be yeah. insanity if yeah. I were able to pull that off. Yeah. Not, I've not pulled that off. <laughs> but, but if I did, it would be great. I've never pulled that off. But 365 bets going two and one every single day. Are you serious? I mean, my goodness yeah. gracious, that would be beautiful. Yeah. All right. A couple of baseball things here before yep. we get to better to book it. Um, your boy Bryson Stott. Oh, how cool was that? How about that? Oh, Vegas, man, Vegas his own Sherapan family friend. Oh, it was awesome. Walk My off dog. God. Was so happy for him. I, I I was uh I was out with Otto while watching a game, and that that happened while we were there, and I was like going nuts. I texted Jess and the kids. I'm like, hey, if you haven't seen it yet, make sure you see the Phillies highlights. You know, Bryson hit his second home run as a Philly. His first one was two days ago, mm-hmm. and he hits his second home run, and it's a walk-off to, to beat the Angels, keep that winning streak going. It was so cool, man. I I, I, uh, I can't wait to see him again. You know, or, you know hopefully we're going to get to a game where they're playing and just say hello and stuff, but that was, that was fun. It kept that Angels losing streak alive, which, by the way, if you mean, you know, you want to talk about, some auto plays and stuff. When a team loses, you know, after they get three in a row, you're supposed to bet the streak. <laughs> That's uh number row? game number oh, two of the books making a number that I have no idea what the hell they were doing. Really? Yeah. Oh. Angels Red <laughs> Angels Red Sox today. Oh, I didn't look yet. Hold on. Let me take uh, a quick peek. Oh, yeah. at that. What is that number? Where's the game? Oh, it's in it's in Anaheim. Yeah. Oh, we can be there. We can be there for the first pitch. The Angels have lost 11 in a row. They're favored. Of course they are. Walk has been great, too. <laughs> keep, keep going. Keep going. There's more. Uh, it's Red Sox have won last three games on the run line. They won four games in a row. Michael Walker's their best pitcher. Boston will be favored by game time. How in the hell did I get plus 110 on the Red Sox last night? The minus 130 on the 11 losses in a row angels <laughs> sometimes the numbers say one thing and reality is another it's moving right now i'm convinced there's people it's listening the to the show stupidest that is the stupidest right number i have seen in major league baseball <laughs> socal dj and i in the be- in our discord channel last night okay you can go back and scroll up betprep.com slash chat to get into it SoCal DJ and I last night going back and forth. And I said, do me a favor, dude. I need numbers. What in the holy, sorry, Farah, fuck am I looking at here? How in the world am I looking at this? How am I looking at the Boston Red Sox who have won four games in a row, who are back to 500, who just run line the A's the last three games, run line them. The A's stink. You said yourself. Angels stink. They've lost 11 games in a row. (laughs) Yeah, but they were they were good before. The A's were never good this season. They lost eleven games in a row, eleven, <laughs> and they're favored minus one thirty, not minus one ten. I'm paying one thirty juice when Michael Walker on the mound for the Red Sox has been their best starter so far, and the Red Sox offense is alive. And I, and 
the Boston's coming from Oakland, which, by the way, is an hour flight. The a- the Angels are coming from Philly. Across the country. Because <laughs> you're what, Noah Syndergaard starting? Ooh, I'm really afraid of Noah Syndergaard. Trout's on the longest hitless streak in his career. He hasn't got a hit for a week. He's 0 for 26. I, I, I was I, I literally so I called DJ and I last night on 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 the bet on on our Discord channel going back and forth that he pulled a ton of numbers. He's like, I got to be honest, Matt. He's like, you're not finding many numbers because many teams don't lose eleven games straight. <laughs> They've lost eleven in a row. Now look at if I lose the bet, I lose the bet. I don't care. Just straight principle. That number makes no sense to me. None for the Angels to be favored in this game today. Nope. I just don't understand it. It's, I just, it's a couple of places right now on my odd screen. It's now minus 109, minus 101. Red Sox are favored? No, it's down to minus 109 on, on the Angels, minus 101 on the other side. There, okay. Somebody's trying to find a number to get to now because that should be, if there's ever a minus 105, minus 105 number to start, that's it. Right. And I probably wouldn't have bet it. But the reticence of making the road team favored in a game, unless it's good team, bad team, like, and not that the Angels aren't a bad team or a good team, but you don't know what the Angels are yet. They're below, are they 500 now? I didn't look at the one game over. I think they're 27 and 26. The Angels are 27 and 28 right now. Okay, sorry. One game under. One game under 500. They've lost 11 games in a row to go under 500. I would argue that and they're Boston probably not a Boston's won four in a row to get back to 500. And Boston has won four in a row. They are 500. Walk has been really good. Syndergaard has been good to start. The last couple starts haven't been good. He's good Boston, at should, Boston should be minus 110. Right. <laughs> Boston should like it, the first opener is Boston minus 110. You want to bet the Angels? Good. Go ahead. Yep. Minus 130. There's a lot of rhombuses and parallelograms will, that will be glad to take the Angels tonight. Oh, boy. They're going to win. They can't lose this many in a row. They're due. They They're are due. Home. Fine. But just on sheer principle, as I said, I'll lose right. the bet. That's fine. I'll lose the money. That's I'm cool with it. Just on principle right. alone. Yes. A team losing 11 games in a row coming from the East Coast. <laughs> To take on the Red Sox, who are on the West Coast, who have won four games in a row and just run line the Angels, uh, the A's, the last three games. They're the dogs. The Red Sox are underdogs. And the Red Sox are hitting too. Like, I love yep. the teams that, you know, when, when we're hitting, we're good. You know, the Sox are averaging over six runs a game on the road this year. I know. I know. This what is, this is, this is, this is, get the, we'll, we'll see fly. later. Sometimes Go. we, uh, Alan and Mo used to call when we, on, on cash considerations, my other show, we, a GPP, general principle play. Yes. We can, the, this is a yeah. general principle yes. play. Sure. GPP. With 100%. Yes. This, same thing tonight with Colorado. Colorado's a GPP. Yes. Red Sox are a GPP. Yes. And I'll, I'll save the third one for better to book it coming up. But All I got right. a third one yes. on, on, on top of that. <laughs> uh, Yankees are now up by seven and a half games, six straight yeah. wins. Win every day. Any value left in the Yankees here? I mean, it's 
I know it's only June 6th, but it feels like this is going to be one of those years. The Yankees think six straight games, giving up one run or less. It's not just the offense right now. They are pitching unbelievably well. Well, I mean, you heard Sheehan say it, right? They're, they're a pitching team that hits. Yeah. I mean, they're minus crazy. After we did the show with Joe last week, I said, you know what? I may have to come out of retirement and bet the Yankees to win the AL East. It was minus 200 at it minus 210. And now it's, I just clicked, I opened it up. It's minus 270 at Fandle. Should be higher. You think? Yep. Should be higher. And the, the Jays are plus 310. The Rays 11 to 1. The Red Sox 55 to 1. And somebody's having fun at the Fandles. Do yourself a favor. Go look at that number. I can't even count how many zeros there are behind the Orioles number. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven zeros. They're 2,000 to one to win the division. <laughs> I just close it at that point, right? Brother Dan in the chat is saying that I'm on fire today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a Monday. It's Monday. I, I've been up since 5.30 this morning. So that's I see what you're doing with that, too. What are you getting up so early for? Um, Whatever. I don't know. Well, today it's because it's my favorite thing about today. T- today was a big moment in the in in, in the house with Maddie. So I'll, I'll explain what that. Oh, uh, okay. Big, big, uh, big child moment tonight. To, to today. So I'll explain okay. that. So I, I was excited to get up today to do that. So I've been, I've been on adrenaline for most of the day. Normally I'm not up at five thirty. So you're you're getting noon version of me Pacific time at ten a.m. So I'm a couple hours ahead of time. Okay. <laughs> That's uh-huh. where I am. But anyways, so would you bet the Yankees right now to win the East or the AO? I really wish I would have laid two dollars instead of two seventy. Right. But I mean, <laughs> right. aren't they winning the division? What's gonna yeah, I, what's yeah. gonna take them not winning the division? They're massive injuries. Staff, match massive injuries. That's it, right? They stay, they stay healthy. They're winning. They're up by seven and a half games right now, and that's with the eight. The Jays two, playing six. well. Yeah, but the Jays are playing really well. So that's my problem is like the Jays are playing. The Jays have, have over the last two weeks been hot and the lead has grown. Yeah. That's absurd. That's, that's frustrating for that team. Yeah. The Yankees run differentials plus one Oh two already. The Dodgers run differentials plus one thirteen. Mm-hmm. No one else is even close to a hundred. The Yankees that- have a seven and a half game lead on the Jays and eight on the Rays. The Dodgers are only up two games on the Padres and five and a half on the Giants. The Red Sox are actually in striking distance for this, that third wild card. Of course. Insane. They're 500. We needed right. to be 500 a week ago. We're 500 now. Like, relax. Yep. The Red Sox aren't going anywhere either. I, I hate it, actually, to be honest with you. Oh, here we go. You don't want to be in the middle, right? I hate being in the middle because it makes them potentially make a mistake at the deadline. Where they do something stupid. All you gotta do is get in the playoffs, man. No, I know, but like they need pitching, right? So like this is where teams give up a high level prospect to go get a middle reliever or something like that, and then that high level prospect turns into, you know, right. somebody somebody really good five years from now. All of a sudden, it's like, how did that guy get out of the organization? Oh, that's right, you traded that middle reliever in that year that you weren't that good, tried to make the playoffs because the Yankees were so good, so you're trying to be competitive. 
I'm I don't like that. trying to win every year. I am too. I mean, I mean it's Boston, man. Of course you win for every, but I, I'm, I'm always jealous. good. I don't I, do I, that in Pittsburgh. We, we, we give them prospects away and still don't win. Yeah. I'm always good with going after it. I always want to win. I'm always good at giving up a prospect for a known commodity. It's just that baseball is n- notorious for these arms that get traded at the deadline that are one year rentals that you give up a mid-level prospect for. And the guy does nothing. Yeah, That, does, that, that don't usually work out. I mean, that it sucks. works out such short term. Yeah. It's it's it, and I've seen it way too many times where it's like, well, that's good. You just gave up three prospects for that one dude that came in and can't get anybody out in October. That's fun. So that that's my only I don't think the Red Sox are as good as the Yankees. Not even close. So even with Chris Sale coming back, I don't think they're as good as the Yankees. But I mean, right. I'm all for it. Let's go for it and let's see what happens. But I, I'm nervous about the trade deadline for sure. Um, let me ask you this question: kind of a thirty thousand foot question. As we, we we didn't do this at Memorial Day, but what team in Major League Baseball has stunned? That's a hell of a color clash, dude. I know. Oh, crap! Wow, but, that's bad. Oklahoma's is trailing here and I want to make sure they lose. So we get a Ooh. second one. So who's beating Oklahoma? Is it softball talking about UCLA? Buddy? Yes. Wow. UCLA, Out of the lose it. Wait, UCLA is in the winner's bracket or loser's bracket. UCLA has to beat Oklahoma twice to advance to the final series. So Oklahoma is the winner of this, you know, side of the bracket. They have to lose twice. They're down five, three. This is, this is they can do it again. They're playing right after. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Hammer OU. <laughs> if OU, OU, OU loses this game, <laughs> hammer OU on that in game two. 500 before this game. Damn. They lose game. They lose their third game of the season. Hammer OU against UCLA. Uh, who is the biggest surprise to you in Major League Baseball? I got either one up, in each, either, I got up one or, in up each league. Okay. Up or down. You can be. Losing well, or I winning? Did, I did two ups. Okay. I mean, National League, the story is the Mets. This, the, the, you know, I mean, their season wins was 88 to 90. They have the second best record in baseball. They have an eight and a half game lead on June 6th. And they haven't done, they haven't had an inning thrown by DeGrom. Yep. Scherzer's hurt. They keep winning and extending their division lead. It's, I mean, you expect the Mets to be good. People have expected the Mets to be good now for, I don't know, how many years. And they seem to always play down to the level of their competition or, you know, just don't meet season expectations. They're playing really well. I'm impressed with the Mets. They keep finding ways to win. And, you you know, you've talked about that magic and that yep. season that the Red Sox had. Like, they're winning walk-off games. They're good on the road. They're good at home. They had a huge series. Um, with the Dodgers, you know, this weekend, a four-game set in L.A., split. Now they go to San Diego. This, this, I mean, this is going to be a big – June is a big month for them because they had a lot of games against bottom feeders uh, early on, and they took advantage of it. So it's the Mets in the National League. And in the American League, it's the Twins. I mean, you know, I, I, I just am really impressed with the Twins, 32-24 and 24 on June 6th. It's only four and a half game lead on the Guardians, five on the White Sox, and the other two teams really aren't of even interest, even to themselves. The Tigers and the Royals are complete disappointments. Um, but Minnesota has already had some adversity, and they've been able to kind of withstand it, overcome it, and continue just moving the train forward. 
So those two teams for the good. Um, and obviously I, I think, you know, for the Dow in the American League, it's the Mariners. I think there was a lot of high expectations, a lot of high hopes for the Mariners. And I think it's surprising to see them literally six games below 500, 11 games back already of the Astros, just not really competitive at all mm. uh, right now, going through stretches where they're just not scoring any runs. As far as the National League down surprise, I mean, the Phillies just fired Girardi. Right. <laughs> they made a lot of moves. And, like, it's good that the immediate turnaround has happened. But um, there's still a lot of time left. I mean, they, they just have to make the playoffs right now. You know, I, I'm not saying they're live to win a division because the Mets could get – how many more injuries could right. they get? Their two biggest starters are out, and they're, they're still winning games. Right. So, I don't know. Do you have one? I only have one. Mentioned? Yeah, mine's the Astros. And, I mean, Jordan Alvarez is betting 295 with 16 home runs, 34 RBIs, an OBP of 391, 51 hits. Beast. And they just gave him a new deal. And Verlander's got 61 strikeouts and a 2.23 ERA. Ooh. And, I mean, I got to be honest. I mean, I after Correa left, I didn't think they'd fall off a table. But I didn't see that. I didn't see 35 and 19 with an eight and a half game lead this quick. Now, I know the division sucks. Okay. Angels, Rangers, Mariners, A's, it's a bad division. I get it. Minus 600 to win the division right yeah. now. But they're 14 and six at home. They have a plus 48 run differential. And they are playing extremely well to the point where I think they're going to be a factor in this conversation to win the pennant. Of it's not course. a foregone. I mean, I think everyone kind of thinks the Yankees are going to walk over them. I think everyone kind of like brushes Hell them. no. So I think uh-huh. the Astros, the Astros are going to be there. The Astros are going to be a problem for anybody who wants to come through and win the American League. And that's, I, I didn't see them running away. I thought the Angels, I mean, on the other side, the Angels have been, I mean, <laughs> losing 11 straight games and pretty much, you know, white flagging. Well, a month ago, we were ready to put the right. Angels to win a division. Right. You see how fast it can turn. It's an 11-game losing streak. Yeah. While the Astros are still winning, and they've extended it, almost making the division now, any hope you had on the Angels even competing is like, what just happened? It's done. Yeah. So, all right, time for our Circus Sports mm-hmm. schedule of the day. This and the Boston University of the Book being brought to you by Circus Sports and the Circus Survivor Pro Football Contest. A hefty $6 million payout last year. Survivor returns with new rules and just as much money on the table. Survivor will consist of 20 legs during the pro football season, and players cannot pick the same team to win twice. Entries $1,000, max of six entries per player. Entries can be made up until September the 10th at 2 p.m. Players must be physically in Las Vegas to register with the option of hiring a proxy to enter in your picks during the season. Who will be left standing to claim the $1 million first place prize? It could be you this season with Circus Survivor. For full contest rules and details, log on to circusports.com. Team of the day, the Carolina Panthers. How do you feel about the Carolina Panthers given all the turmoil going on in this franchise? Because it's pretty ridiculous. Under? I just, just under. straight under? I don't even know what the number is. I'm looking it up right now. It's six. Six. Hold on, I think it's six. I Hold saw on. last. I got I it right last here. Time. Let's see. 
win totals. It's funny because this wouldn't be one I would even look at. Right. But you know? it's fun to go through it. because. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, this is this this exercise it's is five and a half. Because of that. It's five and a half with over yeah. minus a quarter. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think I saw I thought I saw it at six. Speaking right. of color clashes, what are you wearing? That, that that you're wearing that Panthers hat that don't match nothing you got on. I'm not trying to match anything. I'm just saying it's the hat of the day. That's the team of the day. All right. It's a Panthers hat. Sure. There we go. Panthers hat. Let's go see if we Brother can find Dan six. That curl you got working. It's a big curl. Yeah, it's a big. That's, big that's a big one. I'm 45, you know, so 90, <laughs> 90s kid. So it's, 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 it's what, it's what we do. Yeah. All right. Let's see if we can find six wins season opener at home against the Cleveland Browns. Ooh. Ooh. Look at the pause on you. All right. You, What's wow. the line? Um, we, I don't know who's playing quarterback for Cleveland. I mean, that's Cleveland doesn't know who's playing quarterback for Cleveland. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the line is three and a half Browns favored on the road. That's a play on Panthers plus the wow. points. I think, I think we might take a money line. That's a win for the Panthers. Wow. Give me W, I right? do not like Sam Darnold. The sooner that Matt Corral becomes the quarterback, the better. Uh, is he the starting quarterback opening day? Sam Darnold? Yeah. He's making $20 million. Of course he is. What if the kid beats him out in camp? He's, I don't care what Matt Corral does. Matt Corral is not beating out Sam Darnold. They picked up the option. This kid's making two, Darnold's making 20 plus mil. He's the, you know, Matt Corral's not playing game one. It's not happening. Wow. Okay. Not happening. Maybe week five, six, seven, but they have to get off to a really rough start. They still have McCaffrey. Okay. They still have weapons on this offense. They, they still have DJ Moore. They still have Robbie Anderson. Their defense is okay. Shaq Thompson's a good player. But they have Sam Darnold in the quarterback spot. It's not great. It's not great. I don't know, man. I have a loss. They're losing. They're losing I'll week one. Win. All right. At New York Giants. Loss. Oh, you paused. You I, think paused. Gonna, I think they can win that game. They go on a road and beat the Giants? Giants suck. The Panthers suck. True, but I think they win that game. Darnold goes back to New York. I got to win. <laughs> So we, we have Exercising one and one. a ghost. Yeah. He <laughs> saw a ghost. Now he's going to go back right. and beat him. One, one and one for both of us. Okay. New Orleans at home. Should be a pause. It's a loss. Loss. Arizona at home. Come on. I'll say they win. Oh, my gosh. What are you, Two. crazy? Loss. San Francisco at home. Loss. Yes. That's three home games in a row. Correct. Uh, at, you got them going 0 and 3? Yes. They're winning one of those games. I have I got one win. Wins. I have one win at LA Rams. No chance. Home for the Tampa Bay, Bay Bucks. Loss. At Atlanta. They'll split the games with the Falcons. They'll lose this one. I think they beat the Falcons twice. Uh, at Cincinnati. Loss. Home for Atlanta. Win. Thursday night football. Oh, for sure. Win. They win a <laughs> Thursday night game. They win that game. That's three. I've got I've got three wins. At Baltimore. You have four. I have three. I have three. I have three. Oh, you have three? Okay. Oh, I got I've been Atlanta twice. You both have three. At Baltimore. No way. Home for Denver. 
Ooh. Home. Come on. They could win that game. I'm going to say no, but they could win that game. Home no. run UCLA, 7 wow. 3, top of the seventh. There's going to be, hopefully, a deciding game. I can't Home. wait. Hammer on you. Uh, by week in week 13 at Seattle off the bye. At Seattle off the bye is a win. I agree. It's the last game that they win. Home for home for Pittsburgh. Oh boy. Oh, it's a stinker for the Steelers. Oh no. <laughs> that could be they could lose. The Steelers could lose that game. When is the date of that game? December? December 18th. Week before Christmas, go on the road, out of conference game. I'll say the Panthers win it. That's five. Wow. Home for Detroit. Geez, they could win that game too. I think they probably no. six. I think Detroit. You I'll have over at Tampa at New Orleans, last two. No chance, no chance. I agree. Six. I have five. I'm on the under. You're on the over. How good are these numbers? <laughs> Five and a half over a quarter. We just did it in two seconds. We got five or six. That's how you make a number. There you go again. You did it again. The boys at Circus Sports, they do these alternate totals. By yes. the way, you can go there and do that. You can go over under six and a half and, you know, they move the juice. So you don't just get one number. You get multiple numbers off of it. Bennett and the boys uh, do a good job with that. So available. Carolina Panthers breakdown on a Monday, June 6th. We got to be the, uh, I'd make us the only show in the country doing that right now. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe We're going through all of them. We give everybody their day, give everyone their chance. All right. Time for the props.com story of the day. This comes from our guy, Patrick Everson, who late last week had the college football games of the year that popped on up. We talked a little bit about, mm-hmm. Oh, before we do that, let me say goodbye to our friends at Sports Grid. Nice work. Thank you for watching, guys. Appreciate you guys being here. Get to our Discord channel, betprep.com slash chat. Look for BVB, the live chat. I'll be there. A bunch of us will be in there. Come join the brigade. Sports Grid, we'll talk to you guys coming up tomorrow. Okay. Uh, so we talked about Alabama and Texas. The number opened at 12, went to 14. Yep. South Point opened at 12. Yep. Chris Andrews saw immediate action on that. Yep. But I wanted to kind of highlight another game, which I'm curious. What do you make of Texas A&M at Alabama? Do, do you factor this in with the heat between the two coaches? It was 13 and a half. Now it's 15 on October the 8th. So we're a ways into the season for the game of the year here. But when coaches hate each other like this publicly, does that matter to you? As far as the number? Yeah. No. Bama running the running the score up on them to cover it. No, because fifteen gives me pause against A and M. Fifteen gives me pause. Well, that's all. I mean, in the book, that's all we're trying to do is find that number. Yeah, like you go if you open pause. thirteen and a half. I would. I mean, I think the the first move, Bama under fourteen, lay it. I'm good. Fifteen, eh? All right. Now I'm I'm pausing. It's only a point and a half, Piro. It's a big damn point and a half. <laughs> Difference of thirteen and a half and fifteen is dramatic. Oh, you'll hear that. Um, it's it's not a factor when you do the numbers. I know that. It's a factor when you bet it. I think a lot of people kind of put that in their head, and, you know, the books are fine with it. Look, the more narrative-driven stuff and the more things like that, 
that people bet, the better for the book. Um, you know, there's more action, there's more handle. Yeah. I don't know how much I would weigh it into my handicap. Does that factor for you? It factors into the potential for a cover. Yeah, it does. Because 15 points is a lot. Sure is. So I, I actually go the other way. I think that Jimbo Fisher will spend his entire offseason getting ready for the game. So I'm more inclined to take the 15 points than late. June? Not right now, but I'm more inclined. Right. I mean, I think once I cross 14 in a rivalry game where these coaches hate each other, they're going to be grinding against each other to get to this game. I'm more inclined to take the 15 with AM to take 15 points. Where's the game close? Close 17. Well, then you should be laying it. That's all that matters. That's yeah, all that matters. I'd rather take, I, I'd rather wait to get to 17 and take Bama plus 17 or to take AM plus 17. That's fine. Either don't bet it and wait, you know, try to get the peak. Yeah, I think 14 is the number. I think, I, I think Bama wins by 14. You're calling the shot right now. I that's told you. Good. I called AM. I called Texas versus Alabama already. Called that route. You said blowout, right? Texas or a, Bama by 30 or something, you said? The number is 12. I got to sit down with Chris Andrews and go, please tell me why you put that at 12. Cause I need to see what you're looking at. Cause I don't fully understand why you guys open it. You can 12. go bet it. I'll drive over. Me I know I'm going to bet it. it. I'm want. not worried about, I'm not worried. I was wondering why they opened at 12. I want to know what their numbers are because, telling them. Because I think again, the books have put these out now. It's just, it's a, it's a search and destroy mission. We gotta, you're, just we seeing, gotta, you're just putting it out to see what people want. You get, well, you got to see, because nobody's betting this. Nobody's betting. That's the best part about this. These are for the media. These are, you know, there's three or four or 10 people betting it. Very respected bettors in the book. Guys like, um, you know, I don't know if you've ever talked to or had on your radio show in the past, Brad Powers. Like Brad Powers is, he takes leads and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's down there betting. Another guy named Paul Stone, he's betting it. Like these guys have been around for years. They're getting the numbers they think aren't going to be there later. So then they can maybe be, you know, go on a different number later. If you can lay 12 in a game that's going to close 17, you're doing the right thing. Right. Now, you still got to win the bet. Right. But it's right. You're You're on the right side. You're making the right play. In that regard. Yeah, I would agree. I need All right, time ounces. for three outs, baby. Come on. Time for the betprint.com prop bet of the day. This comes from a cashing yesterday. We got that yesterday to come on in. Remember, on Saturday and Sundays, you guys can always get the bet prep prop of the day on bet props, TikTok, bet props, Instagram. If you are so inclined to follow those accounts, Saturday and Sunday, Jenna Garcia does a great job of putting these out on the video side for us on the weekends. We do it as well during the week, but uh, Jordan Poole cashes yesterday over 13 and a half points. Going back to baseball today, Mets pitcher Carlos Carrasco over four and a half Ks was plus money this morning at FanDuel at plus 108. He's had five or more Ks in seven of 10 games this year, averaging 5.1 Ks. Five of his last six games has gone over five Ks after his team covered. That's 5.2 per. 
Carrasco averaging almost six innings per start this year. He's not faced the Padres yet, but getting him at a good time. Padres struck out 11 times yesterday against the Brewers. Over the last three games, the Padres have struck out 11, 10, and 11 times. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about Carrasco plus money on the over four and a half case? Carrasco's been really good. One of the the reasons why the Mets are where they're at is this back end of the rotation. Yep. And he's been great. Um, The Padres do strike out a lot. Um... I would side with the under, though. I would. I, I mean, it's under. Uh, it's probably going to be three, four, or five, right? I don't think he. I don't think he. He's going to light them up and get six, seven, eight. I mean, that's that's really. I think. What are we getting through five innings? He's probably going max six. I think our margin for error is slim. I, I'm leaning under. Okay. I like the over time for better to book it being presented by fliff get fliff.com. Got a couple of people who have been using it. One guy turned 25 bucks into 400 over the weekend using fliffs free. He did? Bucks. Yeah. Sent me a DM, showed me the ticket, turned it 25 bucks into 400. He was very happy. They're giving you, if you go to go to get fliff.com, if it's legal in your state, they're going to give you 25 bucks just for signing up for an account. That's it. Nice work. Sign for an account. He turned it in 25 bucks into 400. He was very happy. Sent me two outs for the Bruins, baby. <laughs> Go to getfliff.com, the social sports book for Fliff. First bet, Red Sox money line, plus 110. Oh, that's it. That was the last out. <laughs> Sorry. We're, we're, we're live. We're live. We're going to have a deciding game, one game coming up. What's the number for OU if it was minus 500 in game one? What's it for game two? Minus 700? Well, OU took the pitcher out that started quickly. To save her for the bombs, to save her for this game. She only lost once all season. Like they played 50 something games. So, Hammer OU? I think UCLA is live. I got to see who's pitching. If they're throwing this girl again. Oh, listen, they're hitting. The ball's flying out. There was, I think, five or six home runs in the game. One game, baby. I I mean, you can't lay $5. No way. Dave, the most passionate softball better on the planet. <laughs> I don't think anybody else on the planet is as excited Sorry. about betting on softball than you. Maya Brady, two home runs, five RBIs. Pretty good. Brady's are everywhere. Just yes, never stops. And Brady's now pimping underwear. He launched his underwear line this morning. What's it no, called? I don't. It's Brady brand. It's called Brady Brand, and he's sitting there. In, I in, can't believe he signed a 10-year deal to be on TV on Fox. Boxer briefs with his shirt off today in the bathroom. I did not need to see Tom Brady like that. That was very, <laughs> very disturbing this morning. First thing in the morning. That was really awkward. Stop! Don't need that. Like, please, oh. dude. Like, hire an underwear model. Like, I don't need you in your skivvies. Like, sorry. Oh, Yuck. Man. Red Sox money line. Betting under booking it. Betting it. Yes. Stupid line by the book. They're going to be favored in like an hour, maybe two hours. Definitely the game's at 6.38 Pacific, 9.38 Eastern. And what is that? 9.38 is 11? No, 9.38 is 6 in the morning in England? Whatever the hell time it is. Bet the Red Sox. Ridiculous. Second baseball bet, which I could not understand. The Mets are the number one team on the run line this year. At the Padres. Get plus one fifty five. You did not get plus one fifty five. Yes, I did. 
Got plus 155? Explain <laughs> the hell out of this to me. Somebody must have hit the wrong number there. No, there were multiple books had it's, this last night. It's multiple. It's minus 115 right now. On the run line? No. Oh, wait a second. Not money line. Run line. Run line. You run took line Mets. Mets laid one, minus? I laid one and a half. You did? Yes. So they were... F- what the hell? How is that even possible? They were favored last night. Carrasco oh, going up against... Pick, um, okay. Wow. That's surprising. Carrasco up against the guy who can't get any run support whatsoever. Snell. And Snell. Yeah. He's lost 3-2-3-1-4-0 last three starts. The guy gets no run support, and all the Mets do is bomb. So Mets run line, plus 155. Now, the Padres are favored on the money line, so they're favored on the run line at most books. So plus, what's plus 155 now? So they had to now? flip it. So Mets getting a run and a half is what, minus 170? No, minus 210. Ah. <laughs> minus 220. Jeez. They're dangling that that that. We used to have this happen all the time. You put that minus one and a half at a gigantic plus for the home team, and it looks so good, and people lay it, and it's bad. The trap. Yeah. This is this might be one of the, you know, some people watching the show or all these smart guys would be like, oh, that's such a square play to take the Mets. It is. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. The total, the total seven and a half in a game. Are you worried about laying a run and a half in a game where the total? No, because I have the road. Because I have the road team. Yeah, you are so, getting all nine so at bats. I get my nine at bats, so I get a four-two win, and Bet we're it. good. Bet it. Finally, Colorado money line minus one twenty-five tonight to get it. There's no discussion. Sorry, Bavi. Sorry, uh, Barry. All, all, all my people, you know, Edmonton Oilers fans. It was a nice season. It was a nice run. It's over. Agreed. Tonight it ends. <laughs> Favorite thing about today is what? The softball. It's the <laughs> softball. It's Monday. It's a light day in baseball. Mm. Okay. Yep. Right. Um, you got elimination games. I got half, like half the kids that I coach are down in Oklahoma City right now. There's a travel ball tournament that plays in conjunction with this going on we didn't get to go this year because we got a lot going on they're planning this party for kelsey middleton's sake i have no idea what this shindig is going to entail but i got to win some bets on some <laughs> things to help pay for and just give these okay. people cash to go yeah. get this guy and they get that guy but um yeah it's the softball elimination day and i you know the kids are sending their friends are getting pictures and they're sending them they're everybody's following it so we're heavily invested in it. Plus, we really could like to see UCLA knock this Oklahoma team out and then um, Oklahoma State later for you guys that are watching and listening to the show. Mm. Oklahoma State. Got it. One. Yes. Okay. Yes. For me, I mentioned why I got up early. Yes. So today was Madeline's first ever day at camp today. So our kids do really cool things. And, and this is sort of a girl dad deal. I mean, it's, I think other fathers can probably relate to this, but I went and 
Maddie was super excited. She got up. She was fired up to go today. First time ever to like the go to drop her off and like to watch your kid who's Madeline does Julia go with her? No. Oh, she so knows, she she's just her own thing. She knows nobody at this camp. This is a total. This oh. is no one. So she was super excited till she got right to the door. <laughs> got to the door. She froze a little bit. Yeah. Looked at me. Looked in. See the wheels turn, 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 going like, okay, what's this going to be like? So we go through, we check her in, we drop her off, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I stay to watch. And the pride that I got watching Madeline go and try to make friends while she was incredibly nervous and shy and just watching the growth, watching that process of being you know the best description of being a father that i've ever heard is that being a dad is like having your heart living on the outside of your body and that's essentially that's That's really what it's what madeline it's what it is it's like watching it's like i i knew i had to leave her i didn't want to leave her i knew i had to walk away and let her go do her thing i didn't want to walk i wanted to be there and i wanted to walk her through like i waited way way longer than i probably should have waited to make sure she's gonna be okay it was literally flashbacks to pre-k like I've not done that since I dropped her off at pre-kindergarten where I was like, are you going to be okay? This is like a father moment. This is like a step in my development as a dad, breaking that chain of being willing to go, okay, here, counselor, take my kid for five hours or whatever it is, eight hours. And yeah. I'm okay with, I'm going to drive away, like not be there, literally leave you behind while I go do you know my job type of thing. So I just got... I don't know. It kind of overwhelmed me like to, to appreciate those moments, to appreciate the first times yep. that you get to experience that, that it's her first time at camp, but it's also my first time dropping her off at camp and, and watching that scared little girl have the courage to go, hi, my name is Madeline and introduce herself to some random kid to sit down to do, you know, whatever that the, the they're going to do today. So I hope it goes well. If she hates it, it's going to suck because it's gonna be like, <laughs> man, get, getting her to go back tomorrow and getting her to, 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 to go back, you know, could be problematic. But I, I had a big dad moment this morning. That was yeah. fun. That, 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 that was a cool, that was a cool thing. So that was easily my favorite thing about today was watching Maddie scared, but overcoming those fears and if we all did that as, as adults more, I think we might be better people for it if we're able to recognize our fears, knowing that we're uncomfortable and saying, you know what, I'm going to do it anyway, because I want to or I need to to go ahead and do that. It's the best. It's yeah. it's it's I, I, I learn from these kids every damn day, every day. And you just um, it's good. I hope she likes it. And if she doesn't, she's going the rest of the week anyway. It don't matter. Yeah. So you're going to fight through at least well, a week. Well, tomorrow is a little bit of a problem because it's, you know, not to get into it, but like there was a scheduling screw up. So like tomorrow is a question. <laughs> she may be here tomorrow because of what, what may happen. So it's like they're trying to fix it for me. But I went, I had to go through this whole conversation with oh, the people yeah, being yeah. like, we booked it on the app. We paid for it, but now it's not coming up the way it's supposed to. It's ah. modern problems and technology, and you know it is, it, it is what it is. But hopefully, if not, she'll be here and she'll hang out and she'll be fine. But then she just, she'll go the rest of the week, so that's fun. Guys, join our Discord betprep.com/slash/chat. BVB is at the top. You'll see the chat room. You guys can come on in. If you've ever been part of Discord, download the Discord app. It's a pretty cool little free application. You guys can be a part of it. But I'll be in there later. We'll watch games. 
games, posting picks and plays. The brigade's already taken it over, so it's very, very cool. So I appreciate all you guys being in there. It's a way of continuing the program after the show is over with a lot of the similar people you guys are talking to in the live chat on YouTube each and every single day. He's Dave. I'm Matt. We're back tomorrow for the Bostonian versus the book.